We welcome you to the I Believe in Jesus broadcast. We give God thanks and praise and honor for this opportunity to speak the word of God. We thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity. We thank you, Lord, and we welcome every one that has tuned in today to hear your written word. We thank you, Lord God, that you are sovereign, all-powerful, mighty, King of kings, Lord of lords. Oh, let's just give him a praise today. Aren't we excited to be able to have the opportunity to hear the written word of God? How much do we love the word of God? How much do we run to the word of God? How much are we speaking the word of God? I just want you to turn with me to Psalms 119 and 03 so that we can come in to the presence of God together and be able to look at the word of God. You know, it is written, amen, that man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Matter of fact, yesterday in our church, the Holy Spirit preached this message. And this morning, the Lord told me to get up and get on the broadcast and minister it to you. Jesus wants to feed his people. So I'm turning in the book of Psalms to 119, 103, verse 103. And it says, How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. We're talking about the word of God, how wonderful it is, how powerful it is. And I encourage you to stop and think with us today, how much do you live by and according to the word of God? Uh, how much do you love the word of God? How much are you in the word of God? How much do you meditate in the word of God? What is your level of studying the word of God? You know, saints, Jesus said in John 6, 63, that the word of God was spirit and life. Now, the Word of God is just not an old book. It's not like a magazine or a dictionary. The Word of God is alive. We know that John said the Son was the very Word of God, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Oh, we thank you, Jesus, that this is just not an ordinary book, but it is you. It's full of life and it's full of spirit. Your spirit gave the men that wrote the word of God down in black and white in ink for us to be able to read. It was given through the spirit of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. So we are honored, Lord, to be able to read the word of God. Now, some of you around the world may not have even the availability to own a whole Bible. I know that when I took a trip years ago, I think it's been about 10 years ago, I went to the Philippines to minister, and I know that many of the people there did not have a whole Bible. They carried around a page or two apiece, and they were fascinated to see what a whole Bible looked like. That was up in the mountains, up uh, north of Manila in the Philippines. And I pray if any of you there are listening, oh, I pray the blessings of God over you, my Filipino brothers and sisters. Keep praying for us here in America. Psalms 119, 103, excuse me, I'm sorry. Jeremiah 15 and 16 says this to you. Thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord, God of hosts. We are to 
find the word of God, love the word of God, you know, like Jeremiah did. Jeremiah differed from the people in two different ways in that day and age. He loved the word of God, and it was a joy and a light, delight to his heart. One sure sign that we are the children of God is that an intense, we have an intense love for the inspired word of God, and we want to obey the word of God. He remains separated from the sinful actions of the wicked. When we are devoted to the word of God, Jesus won't have to constantly be telling us to separate ourselves from this wicked world and the things that they do in the world, but we will automatically want to draw away from wickedness. We will learn to run from evil. We will not want to partake of it. Does the word of God reign in your life like that? The result experience of Jeremiah's isolation and loneliness was the price he had to pay for loyalty to God and his righteousness. And I tell you, we're living in a day and age where preachers, if you are out there listening to this broadcast, preachers, teachers of the world, to five-fold ministry, if you're listening to now is the day and age where you are going to have to make choices that may cause you not to be able to fellowship with others that compromise the word of God and preach a message that is not true. It's a hard thing to do, but it is a necessary thing to do. We need to be ministers of God's true word that are willing to pay the price to preach the uncompromised word to the people. We need to understand that, that Jesus will be with us and he will strengthen us, but it may come, as it did to Jeremiah, with a price tag, and that is some loneliness, uh, facing some rejection from others. But I tell you, we need to do what Paul said in the book of Philippians chapter 1 and 16. He said, I have made myself set for the defense of the gospel. We have to love the word of God so much that we will protect it from compromise, that we will not bend, that we will not uh, 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 do that in order to have lots of friends. So I encourage you, stand strong, children of God. Love the word like Jeremiah did. He said he found the word of God. He ate it. He digested it. He didn't just read it. He allowed it to become a part of him. And he said, thy word to me is the joy and rejoicing of my heart. I encourage you to ponder on that. Think on that right now. Is that the way you view the word of God? Or do you cringe when you get convicted by the word of God? You shouldn't. You should say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're dealing with me as a father deals with his child. You're straightening me out. You're correcting me. You're reproving me. You're dealing with an issue in my life that still has darkness. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. And I find it joy to be reproved by God. Painful to the flesh, but a joy in my spirit that my God loves me enough that he's going to correct me. He's going to do a new work in me because this is the only way that we can be transformed into the very image of Jesus Christ. We must be willing to love the word of God more than our necessary food. That's what Job said in Job 23 and 12. He said, I 
have esteemed the word of God more necessary than my earthly food. Now, that is really, truly putting Jesus Christ first. Now, let's stop and think about what Job was going through. He had lost all his children, lost all his grandchildren, lost all his wealth. His wife turned against him tried to get him to turn against God. All of his friends condemned him and judged him. And, and uh, oh my, what a time he went through. We can't even imagine. And then physical affliction came upon him. He had boils all over his body. Can you imagine? No, we really can't. Some of you may be in great pain right now, but Jesus is there with you. Do what Job did. He said, I've esteemed the word of God more necessary, glory to God, than his natural food. Why? Because we as Christians cannot stay in Christ if we are not eating the word of God and loving the word of God and submitting ourselves to the word of God and searching and praying for the grace of God to do the will of God. What is the will of God? That you obey the word of God. That you not only teach the word, but you do the word. Oh my, how much do you love the word of God? This broadcast, we're speaking to the body of Christ. How much do you study the word of God? How much do you look upon the holy scriptures as spirit and life? How well do you handle the word of God? Are you flipping about it? Are you casual about it? Do you treat it as an ordinary book? Do you eat it? Do you digest it? Do you love it? Is it a joy? Is it your strength? You see, if the enemy comes to try and take my strength, then he's trying to take the word out of me because the word of God is life. And I think back about what Matthew said. He said to some that had sown the seed and the world and the cares of the life had come to choke out what? The word of God. Oh, no, 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 no. I am not going to allow, hallelujah, Satan to come and steal the word out of me. You know, he's a seed eater and the word of God is the seed. And I bind him up right now in Jesus' name. I pray this word is sealed in your heart today and that you will not allow the enemy to have it. You see, Jesus gave us power and authority over the serpent and the scorpion that by no means any of our enemies would ever even be able to hurt us. Now that's word and that brings me life. Amen. That's an awesome promise out of Luke 10, 19. He said, I've given you power. I've given you authority. He didn't just give us power, but he gave us authority over our enemy. Now you have to love the word. You got to digest that word. He said, I've given you power and authority over the scorpions and the serpents. That's all types of serpents, all types of enemy. We have the power over them in in Christ and we have authority over them in Jesus name that they cannot fulfill their assignment against us but we have to really walk in the word of God to walk in authority amen authority in God's kingdom comes through your obedience so how obedient have you been 
to the Lord. You must eat and devour his word. Psalms 19 and 14 says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So we need to allow his words, let the words of my mouth, let them be the word of the Lord. Amen. Let the words that come out of my mouth be clean and holy and quoting the word of God. Amen. All the days of my life. Uh, we need to have the proper response to the work of salvation in our lives. Uh, constantly praying that God will keep our hearts, our words, and our lives free from sin. That we would be pleasing unto him. Do your words please him? Does, what, do, does the meditation of your heart please him? Do you meditate on evil? Do you meditate on good do you meditate on pure things or do you meditate on unlovely things uh, both the meditation of the hearts and the reflection of our minds should be acceptable to God do your thoughts please God do your words please God amen if you love the word of God like Jeremiah and Job did and you're learning to go to the word for your spiritual food daily you ought to eat and devour it constantly the human body needs three meals a day, balanced and nutritious. So your spirit needs to go to the Word of God. Oh, wouldn't it be wonderful if all Christians went to the Word of God and ate the Word of God without rushing through it three times a day? You know, in the natural, if you eat your food real fast, you won't be healthy. The people that eat slow take their time eating. They don't gain as much weight, and their meal is chewed up properly, and it's digest properly. When we eat fast, ah, we don't get the nutrition. So let's take that as an analogy about the Word of God. How do you digest the Word of God? Do you go to the Word and rush through it? Do you study haphazardly and don't really get the point that God is trying to bring to you? That's rushing through, not getting a nur the nurture out of the word and the strength out of the word that is going to transform you into his image. So I encourage you today to think about those things. I encourage you to go to the promises of God when you're in hard places. The characteristics of God's promises alone should make us run to the word of God. The promises of God, they're unfailing. They're assured by divine ability. They're grounded in the truth about Christ. The promises of God are of infinite value. Oh, why are they? Well, I'm going to turn real quickly and give you that answer right out of the word itself. I'm going to 1 Peter, 2 Peter 1 and 4. 2 Peter 1 and 4 comes to my heart. Let's go there and hear what the Lord is saying to us. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. Oh, he calls it precious promises exceeding great and precious promises that were given to you the children of God once you were born again you came unto that covenant with Jesus Christ and all of his promises are there for you 
And many of his promises are conditional according to you being obedient. Well, the very basics of obedience is searching the scriptures daily. If you're too busy to get into the word of God, then you need to speak the truth and say, I'm too busy for Jesus because Jesus is the word. Oh, no Christian would want to confess that. But if we're too busy to be studying the word of God, searching the scriptures, meditating on the scriptures, then that's what we would have to confess. And if we don't confess it on earth and get forgiven and washed by the blood of the lamb and change that habit and that sin, then one day a judgment seat, we're going to have to admit we were too busy for Jesus. We don't want to admit that. We don't want to be in that condition. We want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. We don't want to overlook the basics and then try and go into the deeper spiritual things. What good is that? That kind of reminds me of the statement where Jesus spoke to them and said, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. And they returned and said, But we prophesied in your name. But we cast out devils in your name. Jesus said, Depart from me, I never really knew you. Why? Because they didn't take time for personal relationship. They didn't search the scriptures, glory to God. They weren't living the word of God. They were moving in a gift. Oh, build your... Build your relationship with Jesus. Build your intimacy with Jesus. Go deeper. The deep calls unto deep. He's not talking about gifts and uh, works for him. He's talking about come into a deeper, more intimate relationship with me. And the way to do that is to be more in his word. This is how you hear from God. This is how God wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to you individually. Oh, his voice is written. It is in the word of God. The church world has drifted. Jesus' kingdom, Satan, has come in to steal the word and the importance of the word. And the word is truth. And he's gotten people off track. And Jesus is telling you on this broadcast, some of you are weak because you're not in the word enough. And if you know it and you're not living it, what is good is this? All you are is puffed up with knowledge. Live the word of God. Take a scripture every day and meditate on that scripture. Memorize that scripture. Live that scripture and you will begin to blossom. And the life of God will begin to abound through you. Jesus is telling you that he loves you. That he wants to be your El Shaddai. That he wants to walk with you through the good times and through the hard times. He will lead you. He will guide you. How can you be guided by God if you're not going to the word to get guidance? People scare me when they say that they're being guided by a voice. You better be guided by the word of God. Everything must be established and confirmed by the mouth of two or three witnesses. Well, what is that? By two or three people coming to you with the word of God. God and confirming to you what you have already heard out of the word of God. Oh, you can be so misled. Be careful. Listen to these scriptures in Luke 12, 28 and 31, where Jesus is speaking to us to encourage us. If then God so clothed the field and the grass and tomorrow, it is cast into the oven. How much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? How do you get more faith? 
through the word of God. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Verse 29, and seek not ye what you shall eat or what you shall drink, neither shall you be of a doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your father knoweth that you have need of these things. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Jesus is saying all those cares of life that are surrounded you, are they really that important? He's promised that he'd clothe you. He's promised that he'd meet your needs, that you would not go hungry. He's promised that he would feed you, clothe you, watch over you, protect you, nurture you, heal you. Know how great and precious his promises are. What he wants you to do is seek the kingdom of God, and then all those things will be added unto you. Seek the kingdom of God. Well, who is the king of the kingdom? Seek Jesus and his kingdom, and then all those things will be added unto you. Don't give up. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Stay strong. Know that God is going to answer your prayers. It's promised in Isaiah 65 and 24 that if the word of God is priority in your life, that Jesus said through Isaiah 65, 24, that before you speak, he would answer. Before you call on him and make your request known, he's already knows your thoughts. He already knows what you're going to pray. And he has already got an answer that it's on its way because he's just that awesome. Do you love him? Do you love his word as much as you should? Do I love his word as much as I should? You know how we can tell? by the way we live, by the way we speak, by the way we respond, by how much time we put in to be an intimate with Jesus Christ in his word. Jesus, I pray right now for all my brothers and sisters in the nations that, oh, Lord, you would strengthen them today. Oh, Lord, that your presence would come upon them and give them grace not to be so distracted with the cares of life. We're living in crucial times, Jesus. We know and you know more than we could ever imagine how close we are to your return. Lord, I pray that your people will wake up, that they will repent of their slothfulness of being not being in the word of God, not studying like they should, not reading and meditating on the word, not, not taking the word and handling it, oh, Lord, oh, with reverent fear and trembling. For, Lord Jesus, we, we ask that you would forgive each and every one of us, that you would come and do a new thing in us, that you would do a new work in us. And I pray for the anointing to study, the anointing, oh, God, to fall over all those that have listened and received the word of God today. I pray that they would remember the word of God is quick and it's powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And I pray, God, that they would, they would uh, meditate upon it 
and they would speak it and they would proclaim the word of God and they would declare it to a lost and dying world. I pray, Jesus, that we would obey the scriptures that commissions us to go out into the world and preach the gospel. And Lord, that's what I'm doing today. And I pray that many, many, many that are listening would have been touched by the word of God. And may even when we preach on a subject that isn't particularly about salvation, people can get saved because of the power of this word. This word is Jesus. This word is life. And, and I'm believing right now people are falling on their knees under the presence of a holy God and they're repenting and confessing their sin and accepting you, Jesus Christ, as the Lord of their life. Jesus says to tell you that there are many of you listening that are looking for love in all the wrong places. You're going your own wicked ways and Jesus is the love that you're searching for. So I pray that you would repent of all sin and accept our sweet Jesus, Lily of our valley, our Rose of Sharon, that died for us as your personal Savior today. He loves you. Make his word of God priority in your life. God bless you. Don't give up. Fight the good fight of faith to the very end. Jesus, he's coming and he's coming soon. So prepare your heart and be right with the Lord. God bless you. Till next week, we love you, praying for you, and believing that one day we're going to meet in heaven on those streets of gold, all the people of Jesus Christ who have been born again. God bless you, my sisters and brothers. Oh. Okay, saints. <laughs>